Welcome to the Book Boys Podcast, episode 20. 20! We've reached a large number. Woo! Um, we're getting pretty consistent. Episode 20 in 2020. 2020, and we're not going to turn 20 this year, so I guess that's the only correlation there we'll, is. We'll be turning 19 this year. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. Your birthday's coming up in not all too long. Not all too long. Uh, is it March or May? May. May 1st? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's the same uh, birthday as my grandmother. Ah, well, that's pretty nice. Shout yes, out indeed. to Max's grandmother. She speaks Dutch, so probably doesn't understand. That. <laughs> no, she um, in this episode, we will be talking about two short stories by Charles Bukowski. Number one is going to be Loneliness, and number two is Bop Bop Against That Curtain. These are the first two stories of uh, the same bundle uh, of The Devil Was Hot. The bundle is called South of No North, originally published in 1973. Ooh, an interesting year. An interesting year indeed. Mm. I believe the year your mother was born. One year before, unfortunately. Oh, okay. Very interesting. It's right in between my parents then. So. Yeah, I, I guess we'll, uh, we'll start off with loneliness and then we can do... Uh, Two quite short like, stories I do yeah. have to underline, so uh, uh, maybe a shorter version of the podcast, indeed. but we'll, uh, we'll analyze as much as we can. We'll, we'll try and uh, extrapolate as much into as we can. parallels between the short stories and I, The Devil Was Hot as well. I think so too, like the, the Maupassant um, oui, short story. Très bien. Um, All right, let's start off with loneliness. We have our protagonist, Edna. Um, I'd like to say that this was my favorite short story. Of the two? Yes, I uh, preferred it. I like it too. We'll see see how uh, the analysis goes. Yeah. So yeah, Edna, a lonely woman. A lonely woman. Kind of fat. Yeah, on the fat side. That's Mm. a direct quote. And she smokes. There you go. A lot of characters uh, smoke. Yeah, it's it's quite a common theme. But I guess in those times as well, it was more common. Um, sh- she's walking down the street, she sees this sign in the window of a car saying, Woman Wanted, and it says that it, they want a woman between 34 and 44, and she, they want them to be a little bit on the fat side. She's quite intrigued by this. She, she's I'd intrigued, say. but she, she, first she brushes it off. She's yeah. like, this yeah. is ridiculous, she's I'm like, not going to do who, it. What kind of desperate man would do yeah. this? And, and But she also does say, ooh, I'm also kind of on the fat side. That's true. And those ages apply directly to me. She identifies herself as being within the given parameters. Yeah, immediately it clicks with her. But Indeed. then she forgets about it. And, and the man who this car and the sign belongs to is called Joe Lighthill. Yeah. Um, and he, from what all the information we gather from him, he has a modern apartment. The car is, is described as a nice car and he's an accountant. Yeah. And I think even on the sign it says that he's he's well off. He's a wealthy man. Yeah, he seems to be quite an average average Joe, but with a bit of money. <laughs> Very nice, average Joe indeed. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she forgets about it for a while and then it keeps popping up into her mind. She's taking know? a bath and she's like, let me give this lad a call. <laughs> well, that's not really what she says, but she goes back yeah. and uh, does give him a call by the poster. Yeah. And, and she's like, what's up, man? You know? Yeah, and then... Uh, he invites her over to his house, and, and they have a drink, and they have another drink, and then this is really where the story... Kind really, of uh, gets out of hand. Indeed. The, so, Edna isn't really into Joe. It's rather obvious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very well communicated, because they don't explicitly say it, but you do feel she exactly. has a lot of... Uh, she, she's holding back. I mean, he's just a very undesirable character. I, yeah, In my notes, I even wrote down that he's a bit of a douchebag, and that yeah. he's somewhat forceful. Yeah, immediately you the 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 whole um, the whole mood of the of the scene changes when Indeed. she enters that apartment yeah. because he has some sort of desperation about For him. Sure. 
Well, I mean, he has the sign saying "woman wanted." I mean, it doesn't get much more yeah, difficult than that. When I saw that sign, you know, and she and I kind of, I guess she in her her way of thinking about it kind of influenced me because she seemed like, oh, you know, it's just a, a guy kind of desperate, you know, maybe I'll give him a call. But when you arrive there, you immediately realize how desperate he is. He really yeah. is, you know. He's and very at first she she needy. She rejects the second drink and he yeah. kind of pushes it on her, and so she has the second drink and then she gets up to try and leave and and he goes over to her and basically sexually assaults her. That's kind of well, where we're at. That's a big step. But yes, he does kiss her on the lips. Without her consent. Without her with consent. With her trying to physically get away from him. For sure. It's quite a... It's very rough, uh, roughly described. It's, it's a very intense moment. Yeah. Um, in which you really feel her hopelessness. But yeah. it's immediately counteracted by um, her defending herself very strongly. Well, does she though? Because it, it The first time she doesn't, she says, oh, the kiss happened. But it doesn't seem like she's completely against it. And during that kiss... Is that how you interpret that? I think so. And then, and then during that kiss, she realizes, I don't like this at all. And so she kind of pushes him away. Mm. And in that moment, he tries again. And that's when she... I think she kicks him or something, right? Joe walked across the room toward her. He looked like an elephant in those pants. She saw his big ears. Then he grabbed her and was kissing her. His bad breath came through all See, the drinks. And this is where I feel like she realized, I don't like this at all. Yeah. I really need to leave. Yeah, and, then, and, and then he separates and he tries to kiss her again. Mouse is not making contact. He was strong, but his strength was not pure. It begged. Yeah, begged. Very interesting. So there. that's very interesting because it's like, it's not passion. It's not a passionate kiss. There's it's no just, passion, but he's also... He's just very pushy. Well, the, the story can go in one of two ways. Either Edna manages to leave or Edna gets raped. Oh, you thought that far? Well, I'm saying there's two paths that Bukowski could have gone down. Mm, I guess so, but I never really felt a risk... Uh, upon Edna, because when she says, for example, here, she says his strength wasn't pure, I felt like she could defend herself. But I she guess could, we yeah. interpret it in a different way. She but pulled her head away and still he held her. Joe, let me go. You're moving too fast. See? That's interesting too. Yeah. Moving too fast. So it's not she doesn't like it. It's more he's going too quick. He's going too quickly. She, she's not into the relationship in this kind of way. Yeah, so at this point meeting. you'd assume that Joe would be like, okay, let me just step back. But he doesn't. He goes he doesn't. in for the second. Why did you come here, bitch? He tried to kiss her so again. See, this is when it gets. Uh, this is where it crosses the line for me. When he's like, yeah. why, you know, he gets mad about it. Mm-hmm. It's it's quite a it's, it's very intense change of situation, and it immediately crosses the line. But it's also a little anticlimactic, I thought, because she just, she she, it says Edna brought her knee up. She got him good. He grabbed and fell to the rug. Yes, yeah, she, so she, she just gets him. away. Yeah. She needs him in the testicles. That's yeah, what okay. implied here. That's what is implied. Um, and then she just kind of goes... She leaves the apartment of Joe and she goes to her own apartment. And takes a bath. Another bath. Yeah. Because she feels dirty. Uh, another bath, got out of her blue knit dress and scrubbed herself. Then she got out of the tub, towelled herself dry and set her hair in pink curlers. She decided not to see him again. It's very strange because it immediately the normalizes story? the situation. What is the story? Well, the story is that she has an encounter with a man who's... Is it a story of female empowerment? Is it a story of, mm, I guess of it's a, lot a man of being able to do something like this and get away with it? What is Bukowski trying to say here? It's very... Uh, I think what he's definitely trying to communicate is the desperation of the man. Um, how some people can go to that length just to be with a woman. I mean, the story is called loneliness, after all. Yeah, so I think it's very based on the man. Well, the woman is also lonely, which is why she goes to this man. Mm -hmm. And I guess maybe it's that loneliness can push us to do things that we wouldn't normally do. But it's not a replacement for love or real passion. I agree with that. Which is highlighted by what Joe says about um, 
you can't really have sex with someone unless you... Yeah, he seems quite normal like in the beginning. Yeah. He says, you know, I'm quite a, a shy man. You know, he doesn't want to go to all these lengths. Mm-hmm. And and then he just completely changes his course of action and then tries to, to get with her. I guess he was kind of like, well, I have her here now, you know. I'm I gonna... guess he just assumed that since she she accepted to come, she wanted to get with him. Or I, I have, so. have a relationship with him, which she never, like, explicitly mentioned. But it's, I think what the story is saying here is, or what Joe even says, which makes it so ironic, is that you can't force these types of things. For sure. And it's ironic because he then tries to force himself uh, in that way. So I guess... Yeah. He's, he's being also being quite, Yeah, he's yeah. being hypocritical in this way. Um, I also think that there's uh, a little... I don't say blame, but I feel like the woman isn't completely uh, in her right mind at this moment because she, she gets another drink... You know, she feels but like it's the situation. Upon her. Yeah, but she feels like the situation is getting a little too much. Uh huh. But she still accepts the second stronger drink. She says it's a stronger drink. So yeah, I feel like in that moment, that. she's just trying to be polite, though. You think? I feel like yeah. in that moment, loneliness is pushing her to remain there and maybe you know see where this goes. I don't think she's completely said no yet. Really? Um, and I guess that, I'm not that sure. also goes with that you're moving too fast. Yeah, you're moving. She doesn't say I don't like this. She says you're moving too fast. So yeah. I guess, you know... Maybe loneliness does trump all, but not yeah. when it's taken advantage of. Yeah, and then that's when she reacts, and she's like, no. You know? yeah. And then she, she kicks him in the balls and leaves. I guess that's true, yeah. But, I mean, there's really not... I don't think there's really one way of interpreting this story, because it's very... It's left very open once again. Uh, yeah. The drives of the character, we don't really know what their, but, uh, what their drives uh, are. The characterization here is great, once again. In, For in sure. A sh- in a story that's really can't be longer than, like, two A4s. Yeah. Yeah, and I really, um, I really like the descriptions and the the mood was immediately set. For sure. From the moment where she sees the poster to when she leaves. Like your own short story. Mm, that is a good point. Which was our last podcast. If you'd like to hear, <laughs> check it out. Boys uh, authored short stories. It's a, it's a, I think my favorite it? podcast yet. Uh, me too. One. I really liked it, and um, we're also planning on doing some more writing in the future. Yes, the next pod, the next or uh, in a couple of podcasts, we'll definitely have a short story. Yeah. And we wanted to do some uh, Paul Auster. Yes, indeed. But we'll, uh, we'll get to that at the end of this yeah. episode. Uh, moving on to this, do you want to move on to the second story from the same collection? Yeah, let's do that. Um, so uh, the name of this short story is Bob Bob Against the Curtains, right? Against that about? curtain. Against that curtain. Mm-hmm. So um, just this... Let me to my notes here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Open the little textbook. Yeah, no. So this story is completely different from the previous one, I thought. Yeah, there's not a lot going on in the story. Yeah, it's this one is a lot more uh, description of the setting. Um, and, and very like, much highlighting a specific moment, moment in time of someone's life. Yeah, and he's really... You really feel like the, the main character is looking back upon this moment. He is. And contemplating on how he felt about it. Yeah, so we have um, the narrator, our protagonist, unnamed. Yeah, we don't know his name, which is also interesting. His, uh, his friend Baldy and his friend Jimmy. Yeah, two very, uh, I feel, American names. Mm-hmm. Maybe old American names. I, uh, Baldy and Jimmy. They, they talk about how uh, Roosevelt, the, I believe the 32nd American president, had just been inaugurated. Yeah. And that was in 1933. So oh. even though this bundle came out in 1973, this was, uh, what is 40? it, 31 years yeah. before that. 31 years. Well, I guess it's maybe his youth. Maybe the the author is uh, talking about how he was when he was younger. Perhaps he's the me in this situation. Maybe that's why it's unnamed as well, because yeah. he doesn't want to name himself, but 
he, it's, he's saying that anyone can be the protagonist because yeah. he lived through that. And um, th- these three young men is what were, I guess what they are. They have Young lads. Yeah, they have poor families. They have uh, fathers who aren't working because this is all during the Great Depression around 1933, obviously. Yeah. And Sunday is their day. Sunday is the day that they go on long walks to the beach or they go to this place called the Burbank. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Uh, interestingly described, I yeah, think. Yeah, I mean nowadays we have we have like these kind kind of places which are so specific to either watching a movie or yeah. it's an opera house yeah. or it's a club or it's a bar. But here, this place is it does a, a lot. I made a little list. There's singing, there's dancing, there are old strippers, there are young strippers, and there's a lot of homeless people. Yeah, which is a very odd uh, mix. Odd mix for sure. Yeah. Um, but I really liked the description of it. I immediately pictured myself. Really? This place? There. I thought it was so... But it sounds so run down. And yeah. And he's talking about how people get murdered and you can smell the piss and the murder. Yeah, but oh, I no, feel that's like... the other place. Uh, is that the, the second uh, place yeah. which they talk about, which they don't go to, I think? They choose not to. I yeah, they'd rather go to this one. The Burlesque. Is that what it's and called? And the... What well, is this? An old, this, this is Burbank. And then Burbank. there's another old uh, like adult film movie theater. Which, which they really, don't go to. No, they choose not to because it's always... But this one I thought was quite full of life. And um, and it, it seems like even though there are bad sides to it, they go there not really to en- not really to enjoy the actual place, but more to have fun uh, as a group. You know? Yeah. They're just trying to have a distraction for the Sunday, which is like the biggest day of the week for them. Yeah. And um, there's these three strippers who are always there at the show called uh, Tigress, uh, an unnamed French girl, and Rosalie. And um, the protagonist says that his girl is Rosalie, Baldi uh, has the French girl, and Jimmy likes the tigress. Yeah, the tiger one. They, they all have this one stripper who they're kind of in love with. Which is extremely strange if you think about it. because Is it though? I mean, they choose each one, a stripper, which they never really talk to, they just look at. Yeah, I mean, the, the lonely young men during the Great Depression. I, I guess so. I don't think it's that weird to have... To try and emotionally and physically attach yourself to these women that are at your maybe, disposal. Maybe, maybe. But it's also, I mean, I thought the whole mood was very... Well, I can really um, picture myself in that situation. I thought it was a good description. But you just said that you wouldn't... You'd I, the the place, there. I thought the place was very interesting. Yeah. But I couldn't picture myself going there even at that time, I feel. I thought it was a very... I mean, I, I read the story, but I, I read it as, like, this is another person. You know? okay. I could never... It's also another time. Yeah, for yeah. sure, which is very different. Um, I also really like the descriptions of the fighting. Um, there was, yeah, they, they talk about the, all the different things that they do. That they do to spend time. And yeah. one of them is fighting in between each other on like uh, outside their yard. Yeah. And he talks about how he fought with a guy for nine hours. Nine hours. And yeah. that it really builds up a brotherhood. And that yeah. the parents didn't get mad about it at all until they uh, harmed the, the clothes. the blood stains on the... Yeah, yeah, in any way. So they also, they did that. And they also played football, mm-hmm. uh, but on like actual... Asphalt. Uh, asphalt, yeah. which would rip up their clothes, which would also get their parents mad. So, yeah. so every time it would be not the blood or the, uh, I mean, the, the injuries, but it would be the... It's about things that would cost money. Exactly. That's, that's so clearly the whole overarching, uh, there's, there's an overarching the tension. It's yeah. the Great Depression. What's, and what's you really feel it throughout the story because Certainly. It's, it's the overarching tension. There's a rundown, there's these rundown places. The parents only care about the money. People as well. He said, um, you, you, you don't want to rip up your clothes because you don't want to look poor. Yeah. Which So people, everyone cares about money in the situation. It's, all, it's still all about judgment, yeah. which is so interesting. And you feel like when he's with his friends, the, the money aspect 
uh, of a situation they kind no of changes. Matter. They're, they're comrades. Yeah, they're yeah. comrades. They go to the movies. Um, they see. They mention they they see old movies as well. So mm-hmm. it's quite an interesting um, escape that they have every Sunday. I guess. Yeah, and then uh, after one of these evenings or mornings, I'm not quite sure what time of day it is at the Burbank. They mm-hmm. they run into um, Tigress, one of the strippers at yeah uh, outside right at a, st- a streetcar, which is kind of like a bus. Uh, type of mode of transportation which yeah. during that time was the was a common the public transport of choice and they run into her at this streetcar stop and and then i believe baldy who who, who likes it, the french girl but yeah he j- decides to go up to this tigress woman to jimmy's anyway. girl yeah, in exactly. situation but jimmy says he doesn't want to go talk to her so that's yeah. why baldy goes and then baldy's very inappropriate and he and he he kind of yeah he let me just see what he says he harasses her i'd say he doesn't really. Um, she she never responds. She it says she always looks straight, and that um, Baldy keeps insisting, and at one point she just leaves. Yeah, um, you really shake it. My God, you really shake it. The tiger woman stared straight ahead. Baldy stood there grinning like an idiot at her. I'd like to put it to you. I'd like to fuck you, baby. We walked up and pulled Baldy away. We walked him down the street. You asshole! You have no right to talk to her that way. Well, she gets up and shakes it. She gets up in front of men and shakes it. She's just trying to make a living. She's hot. She's red hot. She wants it. You're crazy. We walked him down the street. So... It's a very rough exchange. Yeah, well, this Baldy character just seems like a bit of a... uh, Again... A a douchebag. A bit of a Joe uh, Lighthill. Maybe. A a bit of an average Joe, but not in this case. Yeah. So I guess... Average Baldy. Maybe that's the common theme in these two stories. There are men... Some men, I'd say, are very uh, desperate in certain situations. But uh, as a manifestation of their surroundings. Mm, for sure. It feels like he's reflecting um, the darker side that a lack of money in the situation can cause. Yeah. Or a lack of, I guess, a family in the, other, in mm-hmm. the first story. Which can also be contrasted with... Um, I just lost my point... Um, well, that there's some people who, even though these, the, the money problems and the family problems are there, are still able to not behave like that. Yeah, I guess so. A certain dignity to them. Yeah, and and then there's people like Baldy. Who yeah, because the other, the two other friends are like, you can't talk to her like that. And he's like, she yeah. wants it, which is very... But is he to blame here? I may, well, that's a I whole so. debate about whether your environment well, can influence if, you. If we're just basing it on the evidence, if we're just basing it on the evidence of the story, of the way that I guess so, in Jimmy this story, and but you don't know, like, maybe his that. family is a lot cruder about these things. I guess so. Well, you never really know, maybe, you uh, know. I, I like to think, though, but that we maybe, all have choices in these situations. I guess so, I guess so. Well, it all depends. We had uh, our English uh, lessons about this, about uh, um, whether or not the way you're raised mm-hmm. defines who you are. So whether your education is what you are. And was there a conclusion? No, it's, it's still... There's never a conclusion. There's never a... You never, it's, yeah. I guess it's based on your opinion. But mm. I believe that like, the way you're educated, your family, definitely has a huge influence on your personality. Yeah. And maybe I, the school that you go to, your friends. But do. I don't think that, that it's necessarily it's, set in stone. I guess so. Maybe you know, a person also makes his own choices whether or not those choices are, are I guess, influenced, uh, influenced by, by something else. Yeah. But in this situation, it does seem like he's like the outlier... And the two friends are trying to be normal, and he's just completely, uh, I guess, harassing this woman. Yeah. And then we go to the very end of the story. Yeah. I drive past the house I used to live in, and there are strangers living there. Those Sundays were good, though. 
Most of those Sundays were good. A tiny light in the dark depression days, when our fathers walked the front porches, jobless and impotent, and glanced at us beating the shit out of each other. Then went inside and stared at the walls, afraid to play the radio because of the electric bill. I think that conclusion here really tells us what this story is about, which is... The youth. And the Great Depression. And the Great Depression. I guess... Well, or at least this man's view on the Great mm-hmm. Depression, like how he was raised. Um, it's a great ending. It's really showed that he has, he's moved on from that situation. So he drives past his old house and sees strangers living there. Yeah. Um, it doesn't seem like he's made it, I guess, like made it big time. Yeah. But it does seem like he's moved on. I'm just looking at this title here of the short survey, which is South of the North. And South is, if if we take a traditional compass, it's at the bottom, yeah? Yeah. Perhaps hell. There are definitely Christian themes or religious themes of no Maybe. North. There's no, there's nothing above hell. There's no way to go up. South of the North. And that seems to be a connecting theme in all oh, of these stories, you know? Maybe. There are, is that the name of another short No, that's the name of the short of the, story bundle. Of the collection yeah. of short stories. All, all that all is very interesting. Right? South of no north, so there's nothing above there's where nothing he is. above the bottom. And he grew up in the South of America, I guess. I believe so. In yeah. a warmer part, at least. Yeah. So he's saying there's no, nowhere to go, mm-hmm. basically. You can't succeed. And these, I think, all, from the three stories we've read from this bundle, that's kind of what's being shown. It's quite a pessimistic view. For sure, yeah. But it's interesting, and it's interesting to take that view and then For sure. try and apply well, his literary prowess to it, really. I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, it's very fascinating. Uh, and even like the way he writes it is very tough. You know, It's a lot of, a lot of swearing, a lot of rough language, mm-hmm. which I think very portrays, portrays very well the situation that at least he was in. I don't know if he still he remained in that situation, but he really... Yeah, or he could just be observing what was happening around him at the time. I think so. He was really looking around, seeing all these people, all these different situations going on. Could and be less of a comment on himself and more... On society. On society yeah. mm, we live in a society. But I mean, that's all, you know, guesswork. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we're just, north. you know, two young podcasters. I, I so. What do we know true. about this man? What do we know? Um, but it's very interesting that you brought up the title of the whole collection because yeah. I feel like it does have a, it is an integral part for sure and these are the two first short stories these are the two first ones that's right so um, and we already see a kind of a common theme so yeah. maybe we'll read more and see if maybe we'll finish the, I'm not quite maybe sure maybe we can do many, an entire <laughs> uh, three hour episode uh, let me see oh there's a lot there's yeah I, I downloaded a pdf of it and there's, there's yeah, like thirty. There seems to be a huge quantity. Yeah, well, we might do a later episode on maybe two more or three more short yeah. stories because it's always an interesting uh, aspect. Yeah, I think it's. it's He's a, a very a nice author. He's I a great author. A lot. Yeah. And I, uh, I, I felt like I knew his name before. I don't know why. Charles yeah, he, is, he is rather well known. I feel like but there was that TV show in the early two thousands called mm. like something something Bukowski. Bukowski. Yeah. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's where you're. Uh, or like it's isn't that a policeman or something like Bukowski. Perhaps. Mm. Could very well be. Maybe that penguin in Madagascar. <laughs> I don't remember the name. I'll oh, find it. That might, that might Bukowski? be Bukowski? I don't know. I'll, I'll uh, tell you guys next episode if it really was the penguin. I, but now it's time for the Book Boys tip of the week. Ah, yeah. And it's your turn. It is my turn. Um, Let me just give it a little thought. Um, what media? Maybe music, see? movies, um, anime, but I guess that's not really your thing. Okay, I guess I'll go with... Um, this movie with Willem Dafoe mm. um, called The Lighthouse. Ah, uh, I've heard a lot of good things about this movie. Yeah, a, a psychological thriller. Um, 
I've I've only had like three or four horror or psychological thriller type of movies actually scare me. And like this, this a, has been, si- uh, a Quiet Place? Mm-hmm. A Quiet Place yeah. is definitely part of it. And Baba Duke, which is a rather old movie. I'm, I doubt you've seen it, but no. it's, it's a horror movie. But this is also part of those few which actually um, brought some fright into my mind. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I've heard it's a black and white movie. It's black and white. And but it's, it's, it's quite modern, so it's an interesting... Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating. and it, It's just two characters throughout the whole yeah, film. Yeah, and I think the other one is Robert Pattinson. His name is. Yeah, that's right, and he's playing. He plays a uh, Cedric Diggory. Yeah, know? but he he's got a new big Batman. Role he's Batman. gonna play Batman. That's right. Yeah, you were telling me about that. Great. So that's the excited. movie I recommend. Well, I I've seen a lot of good reviews on it, so you yeah. know, I'll definitely give it a give it a look. If you're into that type of movie, I think yeah. you'll enjoy Check it. Check it out. Much, yeah. Okay. Well, two movies in a row for the Book Boys recommendation. That's right. So I'll have to change it up next time. You know, yeah. I already have a couple of ideas. <laughs> um, we're planning on reading some Paul Auster for some future podcasts, so um, if um, you like the that... The Music of Chance, that novel. The Music of Chance, is that the yeah, name? That's the name. Okay, well, um, I believe Max has read quite a bit of it already. I finished it. Oh, well, then maybe you can give it to me yeah. immediately so I can uh, get cracking on it. Yeah, we, we, we've been itching to do another novel, and this seems like the perfect opportunity. For sure, for sure. Um, that, and also we were going to write some more short stories because I think that was the best podcast we'd made mm-hmm. so far. And uh, I was just very... I thought it was a very intense experience. I really enjoyed it. Me too. And the, the, the way we've planned it so far is that the short stories are going to be the tale of how we acquired this, this novel. This and then novel. we'll continue into the analysis of it. Mm, sure. And we're going to probably even try a bit of a different style of analysis this time going through maybe the book in more of chronological fashion maybe a little more focused a little more um, yeah, really get it because it's note so taking exactly because it's so difficult with a big long with, novel to yeah. really get into it yeah and unless I we maybe, go chapter by chapter but I don't but that would take I think that would take too, take too long. long and some chapters are less interesting than others of course yeah um, but we'll take notes and then we'll uh, get back to you. Yeah, well, that might be the next one. Maybe we'll or do we'll do another short story if we don't have we can the do actual two more time. Or some Murakami. I also saw yeah, a couple of sure. new... He published a new short story uh, collection. Is that right? About being a writer. Wow, we. That yeah, sounds very interesting. My mom sent me a little article about it. Well, that, that may very well so be So we could uh, check that out. You know, who knows? We had a lot of possibilities here at the we Book Boys Podcast. Do. So just, you know, <laughs> stay tuned. Stay tuned indeed. For some new episodes. Uh, episode 20. This is pretty... This is getting real Monumental. serious, huh? Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, the cats are meow. It, yeah. I think it's the, it's time to end the podcast. It is time. Is, is, is what the signal is. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye bye.